Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave. I am the worship pastor here at Compass Point. And uh, again, this week with me is lead pastor Paul Eastwood. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing great. Good to talk to you. Oh, yeah. I really got to switch up that intro. I feel like I say the same thing every week now, and we're like 80 some odd weeks in, so <laughs> that's okay. We are uh, second week of our series on the book of Psalms uh, called Open and Unafraid, where we're kind of exploring how the Psalms uh, teach us to be and how the, how they can make us open and unafraid before God. Um, and even in a time right now where, man, we probably live in what feels like a pretty closed and afraid society and this closed and afraid moment with the third wave of COVID and us all being locked down at home. Um, I think it's pretty important to learn how to be open and unafraid. Do you want to give us a little recap of what we talked about this Sunday, Paul? Yeah. One Sunday we, uh, went to Psalm, uh, 16, um, and mm. we were looking a little bit at this Psalm because it's, a, it's, it's kind of an interesting one. It, it begins with, the the same kind of uh, language that you would hear in a lament psalm, which is one that's kind of sad because it starts out in this kind of like, save me, God. But then it all of a sudden moves into this place of, well, actually, the cool thing is where it ends up is is this place where it says, you know, I keep my eyes on the Lord and with him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. And so you yeah. see this really cool journey that the the psalmist goes on, or at least the psalmist brings people through with this calling out for help. And then ending up in this this place of unshakableness, and I think that's pretty cool. So for us, we talked about this idea of how do we get from like there to there. You know, how do we move from being, um, you know, in that place where we where we are today? How do we bridge the gap and find ourselves confident? So we talked about this idea of growing mm -hmm. confidence, um, and so that's kind of what we were focused on this week. Yeah, and I I love that, and I think um, uh, like even if I had to define where we're at. <laughs> generally where I'm at in life and where I'm at kind of in this moment with COVID and everything. Like I'm, I'm definitely not at the end of the Psalm, right? Like I'm not at the, like, I will not be shaken. Mm -hmm. I'd like to be. Mm -hmm. Um, so you, you had a, you had a great Tim Keller quote on, on Sunday that talked about what it is the Psalms do. Can you, can you yeah. give me that one again? Yeah. Well, essentially what he said is that, um, you know, the Lord's prayer tells us what to pray. That's where Jesus mm -hmm. instructed his disciples in Matthew. Um, but then what would, what he said is, so the, the, the Lord's prayer tells us what to pray. The Psalms tell us how to pray. And I think mm. what I found really fascinating about that, it's kind of been rolling around in my head a little bit as I was studying this week is that there's this reminder that when we come to the Psalms, we actually get a script that we can use to practice feeling things in ways that honor God. And I think that's actually yeah. really neat because you know, sometimes we just don't know what to pray. There's things that are going on in our life that we just don't get. We don't understand. We don't, you know, whatever. And what the Psalms do is it kind of puts our emotions into these places where we can say, yeah, I agree with that. And and I, I said, mm. I said a couple, actually two weeks ago, I talked about this idea of those songs that you listen to in the car, you know, the ones that you really love because they just fit so well with how you're feeling. And, yeah. you know, oftentimes you find yourself kind of tapping the steering wheel and then you start singing maybe, and then you're just kind of shouting it during the chorus or something because you're just like, I love this. This is exactly where I am. And that's kind of what the Psalms do for us. And so this week was really interesting because we can all confidently and, and, you know, pandemic or not, we can often find ourselves in places where we just say, you know, God protect me, save me. Like, this is crazy. What's going on right now in my life? Whatever it is, it's just nuts. Mm. And yet at the end of this Psalm, 
you know, David is leading us to this place where we say, I will not be shaken. Remember, these psalms in, in many cases were actually sung. And, you know, there's an indication that this one was sung as well um, by the people of God. And so at some point, they've got to get their, you know, their minds to this place. I Actually, you know, maybe ask you a question, Dave, like, you know, what are mm. what are some of those songs that we sing, modern songs today, that have lyrics in them that are easy to sing, but then when we actually pay attention to them, you know, we we start to say, "Wow, what am I saying again?" <laughs> you know, like it, like a really old one. I mean, this will this will just date me, but yeah. I just think of "Blessed Be Your Name." You know, this idea of God, you give and you take away, but blessed be your name. And it's like, yeah, I can sing this, but it's like, wait a second, can I really sing it when you're taking things away from me, including people that I love? Like, that's tough, yeah. right? Yeah. But well, and thank you for saying really old was, you know, 12 year old song, maybe 15 year old song now. That's not really old, Paul. Uh, you know better. Because um, it's funny you say that. There is something about some of these. Uh, I mean, one of the things I love about some of our hymns and old prayers uh, is that, you know, there were thousands and millions written and we're left with this handful of beautiful ones. Even songs like Be Thou My Vision. Yeah. Um, and, I'll, and I'll give you some modern examples as well. Um, or the doxology. I actually went through for church yesterday and taught my kids and went through the doxology with them. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And even in that, there's so much that you have to unpack. Uh, and there, that's typical of, of songs, but there are some songs. Um, uh, let me see if I can come up with any right now. Uh, well, I mean, so we we occasionally sing Breakthrough at church. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the newer ones we've been learning. Um, and just this idea that we're praying for breakthrough, this idea that we're praying for, yeah. for more, and we're praying that God would come and break through and break into... Yeah. Um, our staleness it's kind of this it's it's this really interesting confession in there that's kind of hidden yeah and we can sing it and we can be like yeah that's great but like you you know the word breakthrough starts with the word break and like yeah. none of us like if i told you something in your house is broken you wouldn't be like cool that's great that's a good thing yeah um, yeah and that's that's what we're singing there we're actually singing that god yeah. would remove comfort and remove these things so that good things would happen. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's one good example. Another uh, one I think about is think about uh, it is well with my soul, right? Like a, you know, yeah, an older sure. song, like, oh, goodness. you know, and how often we just belt out the chorus, but then it's like, you know, I, and, and I, I bet we've all sung that at a funeral or we've sung that in a different uh, time in our lives mm-hmm. where, you know, at the, the, the moments where it's hardest to sing those words, um, sometimes it's the most powerful time to sing them. Right. Cause it's, you know, we, mm-hmm. You know, like maybe, you know, again, like first chorus, you're kind of like, uh, I'm not going to say it. And then, you you know, you're thinking about all the things that are going on in your life as the, as the next, you know, verses is sung. And then it gets to the chorus again. And then all of a sudden you're saying it quietly and then it's louder. And then by the end, you got tears in your eyes and you're yelling it out. It is well with my soul. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah. even still, it is well with my soul. That's that's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah, I mean, most of the songs we sing are like this. Um, yeah. I mean, any of the songs that talk about surrender, uh, I Surrender All is one of my favorite, like, yeah. we sing this song aspirationally, right? Like, yeah. none of us, because people are often like, well, we shouldn't we shouldn't lie and worship. I think that's that's fair. We should not yes. lie. We should not sing <laughs> untruths. But, like, I Surrender All, straight up, everyone who's singing that is lying, right? Like, because yeah. we're not Jesus. Yeah. Um. So th- there's kind of an aspirational thing. And even Build My Life, same kind of thing, right? I yeah. will build my life upon your love. It is my firm foundation. No, no. 
I know it should be my firm foundation. I want to build my life upon your love. Lord, every time I come back, this is why we do church together weekly, right? I need to come back. I need to be reminded of this. This is what the Psalms call us to, right? And this is why so many of them, like Psalm 16, start with like, Man, keep me safe. Everything. I I need help. I yeah. I don't get it. I I'm you know. And then you kind of turn the end, and you're like, right. You are my strength. I yeah. will not be shaken. Yeah. All of these things are true, and we need to come back every week because we. Yeah. It I it I mean it it doesn't take for me most of the time it doesn't take me seven days to flip from the end of the psalm back to the beginning of the psalm. Yeah, right. That's true. Good point. Uh, and and that's just that's just life. Yeah. I think that is part of the the human condition. Yeah. Uh, and it's part of why I think we have the Psalms, we have the beauty of music, and why we yeah. we need to gather together, even if it's just online right now, uh, we need to gather together regularly. And I would say weekly. There's yeah. something about this rhythm that God has set us up for that we need these reminders. If you think you can follow Jesus, but never be reminded of these things, never be in the word, never sing songs, never be with his people, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you might cognitively know the right things but you're probably not living it yeah and yeah and you're missing out yeah no for sure and and so with this psalm you know where i moved on from there on on sunday was talking about i, I kind of looked at it like a, a i described as like a music teacher if you remember and mm-hmm. and yeah. talked about this idea of learning the words learning the tune and then singing along right and so the words mm-hmm. when we think about some of the other the words in the psalm that do that are hard to sing like we've already described it you know yep. really begins kind of partway through after the first movement sort of saying god protect me i'm going to choose to put my faith in you i'm going to delight in those righteous people i'm going to stay away from the godless and then he kind of moves into this new section and he essentially says lord you alone are my portion of my cup you're enough and then he says you bless me you know you put me in in good spaces uh and then he says you instruct me um, and mm-hmm. then, and then that's when he gets to the end where he says, you know, I will not be shaken. And so those are the kind of things that we say out loud that, you know, maybe they may be difficult for us. Like, you know, God, you mm-hmm. bless me. And it's like, you know what? I know that I'm having a rough time right now, but you do bless me. And when I think about those good things that I have in my life, uh, it does move the needle. It starts to help me grow confidence because it can, you know, remind me that, you know, it's not all doom and gloom, right. You know, for the Eeyores of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we're all kind of living in that right now, yeah. aren't we? Like, I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm often with my kids, like, I want to both affirm the fact that, that this situation we're in right now is hard. Um, it's, it's tough, right? Like everything is, is challenging. Um, and, and it's okay to, to express that. But I also want to drive into my kids this deep thankfulness and this deep, like, appreciation for what God's doing. So I ask them every time they complain about something, I'm like, I try to say, great, now tell me something you're thankful for, mm. right? And and every day at the end of the day, we say, well, where have you seen God working around you and through you today? Mm-hmm. And then where did you need more of God's help, right? It's kind of these these questions. But yeah, the need to um, to hold both of these things and to like being open and unafraid is both because um, you can be doom and gloom and that's bad uh, and you can be happy clappy and that's actually just as bad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. So you talked about the the three the the three the two the blessings mm-hmm. and the the God's laws. What was the, yeah, the steady? Third one? Yeah, Sorry. those two things yeah. were the big ones. Yeah. You yeah. instruct me and you put me. Yeah. You bless me. Yeah. If if someone came to you and said like I'm saying now, hey, I don't know where to start with those. Like, I, how does God bless me? Where would you tell us to start looking? Well, on Sunday, I actually said, start, start in your room, look around what's in your room. What do you have there? You know, you might have family pictures on the wall. You might have, 
you know, mm. these different things that kind of remind us of all the different things that we have that we can be, um, you know, that we can thank God for. I would also encourage you to look inward, right? And and I, you know, to, I use the example of when things are really hard and you don't know where to start, you know, instead of thinking like, I'm not good enough, or I'm not strong enough, or I don't have the energy, or I don't have the stamina, or I just can't do it. Think about what mm-hmm. we can do. Well, what I can do is do this for the next hour, or I can do this for the next day, or, you know, whatever. And when we start thinking about what we can do, that also is a reminder of the blessings that God has. Like, what has he given me? He, does, he didn't just leave me with nothing, right? I mean, I have the Holy right. Spirit, which is, you know, again, the, the most important in terms of finding mm-hmm. the strength to be able to do what's in front of us. So I would say yeah. that, you know, in terms of blessings and, you know, what you said with your kids is a great idea. Even writing some things down, doing, you know, being thankful. Um, what are the things that I'm thankful for? Just going through that exercise. Um, the instruction one is really interesting because I think I think that, you know, if you go back to the beginning where we say, you know, okay, you know, I keep me safe, oh God, for in you I take refuge, right? Mm. I, I take protection. I... I I'm going to put myself under your protection. Mm-hmm. I think that there's, for many of us as followers of Jesus, we actually say, we, we think that this is like some kind of a magic button. Like if I say it out loud, then I'm going to find safety. If I say, yeah. God, I'm going to put refuge, I'm going to put my refuge in you, or I'm um, sorry, I'm going to take refuge in you. And then you yep. kind of have this idea that, okay, now everything's going to be good. It's not, it doesn't work that way. It's not a magic, it's not a magic pill. It's not a, it's not a button. The way that we actually um, find ourselves taking refuge in God is by listening to his instruction. His instruction mm-hmm. is actually what allows us to find refuge in him. And so for us to just say, you know, like that first statement is not enough. I mean, it's not enough to say, apart from you, I have no good thing. Okay, that's that's great. That's the right place to start. But that yeah. doesn't mean you're going to be happy for the rest of you know, your life or whatever. It, what you also yeah. need to do is go to his instructions and listen carefully to what he tells us, right? And so when I look at this passage and, you know, if you're driving or, you know, listening to this and, and, and you're on a bike or something and you can't really see the passage, right in the center is this verse where it says, I will praise the Lord who counsels me. And then he talks about his heart instructing mm. me. And if you look, there's kind of, I in my notes, I put a dotted line all the way up to the very first r- verse that says, for in you I take refuge. And then I kind of put it down into the bottom verse that says, um, you make known to me the path of life. And so yep. I, I kind of recognize here that what he's saying is that this counsel or the direction from God actually becomes this like foundation for all of it. Like it actually helps us understand the whole thing. And so, yeah, yeah and so when it comes to the like, you know, I think the instruction, it's, I mean, the, the, the application is simple. We just need to get ourselves more in the instruction book. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because, and again, even that's not a, a, a perfect uh, solution. We've got to actually interpret yeah. that and figure it out. Right. Well, and I want to, um, so I want to offer what just come to me as maybe a slightly different analogy than an instruction book. Yeah. And you can tell me where this is helpful and where it's not. Um, cause I think like instructions, I mean, you, you gave the barbecue analogy on Sunday and they are incredibly helpful and it's still hard. Um, but, but instructions aren't like, we know they're helpful, but we kind of begrudge them at times. And I'm mm. not sure God's law is, is quite that. I, I mm. almost wonder if it's more like a job description. So I don't know. You've, you talked to many people who are, who are employed at a company, right? What's one of the most frustrating things that you can come across? I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Right. Um, I don't know what my job description is. And actually there's great joy and freedom in a, in a clear job description. 
Um, but as like, so you and I can have this conversation cause you, you know, help define some of my job description and, and I, I report to you and, uh, you know, more than just a job description though, like I have a job description, which helps guide me uh, and I love it and I appreciate it, but I also have someone I can go to and be like, I need clarity on this and you yeah. and I need to have a conversation on this. And that's like, there's actually a lot of joy and freedom and goodness in that. It's not something I'm kind of like, well, I guess I have to deal with it. No, like yeah. I love having a supervisor. I love yeah. having someone who can help me. Um, and I wonder if that's, there's some of this in there as well. I know. Is that, a, is that helpful? Or where is that imperfect? Yeah, for sure. I think I, well, I would say where it, where it misses a little bit is that job descriptions usually talk about what we do and don't actually talk as much about what we are or who we are. Um, okay, great. And so I think that would be the only thing I would, would add to the job description. I think it's possible like to have a job description that explains, you know, those kind of things. But part of the, the beauty of what we see, I, I think what you're, what you're saying about being instructions as being kind of like tedious or hard or frustrating is a Mm. lot of people's experience, or at least, you know, when it comes to those kinds of instructions. So I think you're right in looking for a different way of looking at it. But I think maybe part of the, the beauty of what we find as we look for this instruction is, is not, not only what we're required to do, but also, you know, who God's made us to be. And, Mm -hmm. and I think that being is, is, is often far more comforting, right? When we're told it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like the song uh, that we sing, we're talking about different songs. Um, You know, I don't know what the name of it is, but you are who I say, who you say I am. It's called Um, who you say I am. Yeah. So who you say I am is a great song to remind us of like, you know, I don't believe sometimes that I'm as valued and as, you know, precious or whatever, um, as, as what the Bible describes. And so sometimes yeah. reading that helps me. Um, and that's, that might be part of where the real joy comes, right. When we look mm-hmm. and see, you know, uh, who it is. So, so maybe, so maybe it's like a job description slash mirror slash instruction manual. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and like all of our analogies for God, all of our examples, um, this is a different level. It's a different thing, right? It's, it's better than an instruction manual. It's better than a job description. It's better than a mirror. It's, it's better than all these things. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's really good. Now, just, just to kind of wrap us up, we're running out of time here quickly. So the, the psalmist starts with this bit of lament, keep me safe, kind of this like, ah, I, I, I'm, I'm worried. It's yeah. almost, there's a hint of worry and then ends with this, I will not be shaken or, or kind of yeah. gets there and then proclaims all these good things about God. So yeah. it, can, can we hold both of those things together or are we seeing a journey here? Is this, does the Psalm take us on a journey from, I don't know, to the, the confidence of, I will not be shaken or do we, can, can both of those things exist together? Is it good to give uh, kind of air the grievances of the first one so that the second one can breathe a little more and be more real? Yeah, uh, for sure. I think, I think both of those, and in fact, we'll talk a little bit more about this next week as we move into, you know, some of the, the more, um, the starker Psalms that, that kind of grab yeah. our attention in different ways. But I think what I, what I think is that when you look at a Psalm and, and one of the things we've been trying to do as we, as we go through this is, is teach how to read them and how to understand them as much as anything else. But yeah. one of the ways that I do it is I, I look at some of the, the phrasing and the way that things are connected. And so you've got this idea of like, keep me safe, oh God, which is the NIV translation. But some people would say, protect me or save me and, you know, in other translations. Mm-hmm. 
And then it says, uh, for in you I take refuge. And then it goes on to say, I say this, I say this. And then he turns to God and he says, Lord, you are this, you are this, right? And so you you almost see a progression of thought that actually can exist at the same time. You know, like, yeah. God, I am so far gone right now, but I will say how much I love you and I will say how much I'm going to put my trust in you because I know you are this and I know you are Mm. this and I may not be feeling that, but I know you are this and I know you are this. And so there is this back and forth thing that happens. And I think that's where, you know, to, to kind of, you know, bring this back to where this started is, you know, when I started the service on, or the sermon on Sunday, I was talking about this idea of people who are inspiring. Those are the kind Mm. of people who are truly inspiring, who can find that confidence in the midst of it all. And, um, and yeah, that doesn't mean that those people who are confidence have some kind of plasticness to them where, you know, it's not real and, you know, underneath it, they're, you know, whatever. I think because underneath it, they're feeling all of these feelings of worry and fear and all that kind of stuff. It makes the confidence that much more uh, inspiring. I love it. Well, we're out of time for this week, but as you said, we'll be back with uh, more next week. We're talking about uh, lament and then we're going to be talking about more things like, uh, justice and enemies and anger and whoa there's all kinds of stuff in the psalms um i'm really excited to to keep digging in with you paul um thank you for listening along to postscript and we'll talk to you next week